Live from the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood, it's the St. Louis Realtor Podcast with your host, Adam Cruz. Welcome, welcome everybody to the St. Louis Realtor Podcast live from the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group. I'm your host, Adam Cruz, broker owner for Herman London, and my fabulous co-host is here, Shannon St. Pierre, Realtor Extraordinaire. Hello. Hello, Shannon. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, always. Well, we've got a lot going on, and you know, everyone thinks that the market kind of slows down this time of year, and it doesn't seem to for us, at right. least. Right. So, talking about the winter market. Yes. Today, we want to talk about what we're calling the winter market, which um, I just like to say, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to wait to list my home until the spring. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of buyers are kind of waiting until the spring, too. But what we've always found is that we have what we call good months. You know, I've always said December has been some of our best months in the past. Mm-hmm. And by that, we mean like amount and number of closings. Right. So in December does, I think, shockingly, it tends to be a really great month. A lot of closings in December. And so why, why is that? I you know, why doesn't everyone just buy houses in the spring when it's beautiful out and yeah, it has the best curb appeal. And it has the best curb appeal. Yeah, everything's green, leaves I, on the tree, flowers blooming. What I've found and when I'm talking to sellers, and if the timeline works for you to sell in the winter, then I think you should not be afraid to sell in the winter. You know, My perspective is this, that there's less buyers probably, but there's also less competitors, meaning you know, your neighbors that are for sale. Mm-hmm. And there'll be probably that means there'll be less buyers coming through your house, but they're also more serious buyers. Yes. So I do think that the winter market has a lot of myths that you know people tend to go into hibernation, and think, oh, I guess I'll start looking again next year after the holidays, yeah. or they'll put the house on the market next year. Um, but those are not; they're not. They don't have a serious need to move. You know, if I'm trudging through the snow with somebody to go and show homes, they they want to move. They want to buy a house. They're right. not messing around. Right. Right. They probably have to move in some cases. And I think that the it the city is different than say some of the the county. Um, you know, like West County or Webster or Kirkwood, you know, where it does tend to have a buying season because of the schools. Uh-huh. However, um, that's not always the case, obviously, number one. Number two, um, the city doesn't tend to have a timeline at all, so it's always pretty active within the city. Yeah, and we have, uh, I had a big listing in St. Charles County that we just got under contract. You know, we've kind of been on the market for a while through through the summer, you know, through the summer we're going, well, it's probably not people coming because it's 4th of July. And like, oh, the people are probably still on vacation or whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. now the people who are still out there, man, they, they're ready to go. Yes. And the sellers that are out there are really ready to sell still. If we have the house on the market in the winter, and especially if it's been on a little while, these people want to sell. So do you, you think you get a better deal in the winter? This is, this is what we're going to debate. Yes. I've heard... People uh, say things like, oh, I want to get my winter deal. And so like some investors who will buy something for, you know, buy something around now that will give them sort of a project to work on over the winter. Oh, right. Come spring, Mm -hmm. they can be ready to sell it. Yes. Um, I do think that if the seller's still on the market now, well, let me just say it all depends, right? 
if they've been on the market through the summer, they are probably like, I just want to sell this damn thing. Well, then I think that that's anything. It doesn't. That's not a seasonal thing. That's a my house has been on the market for for a while. For a while, I yes, yes, yeah. Um, I I think that when I've looked at the statistics in general, the prices are a little bit higher in the spring. Um, because I believe that's where like the buyers come in and when there's more buyers there's more competition that's when we get the whole multiple offers thing and people are competing i've been working with some first-time home buyers lately in the sort of 150 price range oh that's an impossible it's impossible and i guess we're not calling it the winter yet we finally got uh the main one under contract where are they looking can i ask Do you want she to say? was looking sort of all over south city afton you know anywhere she could find in webster kirkwood whatever of okay. course you know 13 offers we made so she was a trooper. i'm impressed with the buyer yeah she, she hung in there for 13 she did offers. she would fall in love with the house we'd make an offer and someone would offer and in a lot of cases you know they were asking let's just let's for easy numbers let's say they're asking 150 we'd offer 160 right and like this is it baby this is the best offer they're gonna get and they call back we got a higher offer and it was all cash which is insane and so in that kind of price range i think there's still a lot of buyers out there i don't know where they're getting all this cash from because we weren't looking at investment properties we were looking at you know so we've talked properties. about this before because we've come against this a lot so in our sales meetings we've had agents say i don't understand why how people can be offering up cash for these houses these are first-time home buyer homes so what they're doing is they're getting pre-approved for these loans uh -huh. i mean and I mean, going through the whole underwriting process, so pre-qualified, and they're marking cash, but it, they are getting a loan. Well, you're, you're that's possible. You're saying they're marking it not contingent on financing. Yes. Instead of contingent on financing. It's possible because every listing agent seems to handle things differently. Right. So if I'm the listing agent, you submit an offer to me not contingent on financing, I'm probably going to want to see a copy of what I call proof of funds, a.k.a. show me that you have the cash. Right. And it does say not contingent on financing. And then it says, like, this does not take away the buyer's opportunity to get financing or whatever. If Correct. They want to. But in, I think I'm guessing, and maybe I'm wrong, that when the listing agent calls me and says, sorry, you didn't get it. You know, we got a higher offer for cash. I'm hoping that they did their due diligence and they're actually getting I'm like, surprised cash. how often they don't, though. You're, you're, I'm sure that you're right. Uh, I'm surprised how often they don't ask for that information. Even for me, when I've put in offers and forget to send the proof of funds or the pre-approval letter and they never ask for it. Yeah, that's right. I always do in competitive situations. And then sometimes I'll even call the lender. Yeah. I got one the other day where I actually called the lender because the, and I, the, the pre-approval letter or whatever you, it wasn't even a pre-approval letter, but it said on there basically like, yeah, we talked to this guy, but we didn't really, you know, he gave us some numbers. We haven't verified anything. We haven't seen these statements. We haven't seen anything at all. And I'm like, this is, just a junk pre-approval it's mm -hmm. not even a pre-approval and uh, i've never heard of this company first of all which the lender the lender which mm -hmm. shouldn't matter that much but i called and i just wanted to find out exactly what they had verified and turns out his letter was just boilerplate but they had verified you know they had gotten copies of uh, check stubs and stuff like that but we're debating whether you get better deals in the winter or not mm-hmm and what's your argument that you don't? I don't think that you do necessarily. And even last winter, I had several buyers in December and January, and there were still multiple offers. 
um, for the properties. So, um, and I'm not anticipating any difference this year. So I don't know that you get better deals. I just think that there's less competition. But yeah. like you said, to your point, also less inventory on the market. Well, it's it's hard to say, right? Because we could probably do this podcast five years ago or five years from now and probably have different perspectives. We've just been in this weird market for what's been a few years now where the whole damn thing is just hot all the time. Yeah. It seems like. Right. And so, I, I don't know. I think that it just it depends on the market and the current market that we're in, I guess I could agree with you that you're not going to get a better deal necessarily because it's the winter time. But do you see, do you think that people get better deals? I think that you can get a better deal, but you have to really look, you know, I'm always looking to buy more investment properties and it's been hard to find what I would consider to be a good deal. You know, it's, I mean, and by, to me, when I'm saying a good deal, it's been hard to find properties that I think will actually cash flow when I'm buying a rental property. Okay. But so I'm, I am digging around and I'm finding some things that are either sitting for a while or just don't seem that interesting to people. But if a, if a house is sitting for a while, there's, there's one building we've been looking at. Um, it's in St. Charles. They're asking 160 and we did our math and we're like, ah, oh, gosh, I think we would pay 90. And so Whoa, that's some, a big difference. It's a really big difference. And I'm like, we got to make our own good deal. And I'm going to try to get this building for 90. And I well, is there a, another way, another creative financing type? Well, when it's that seller far off, financing, maybe even. It's I I don't know when it's that far off. In that case, it's not really a financing thing. It's like it needs a lot of work. What so what it would rent for? Uh, we think it would rent for like nine fifty. In that case, it's kind of a weird deal. It has like a separate building on it that my brother's going to use for a staging business or whatever. But mm -hmm. in that case, it's going to rent for nine fifty. We need to put like $40,000 in rehab into it. And so to make the numbers work, we're going to put it down a bigger down payment than we normally would on a deal like this. But still, we can't pay one sixty for it. It's got a cash flow at some point. Have you talked to the listing agent? Um, a little bit. And we're, have you shown the numbers? So I've... No, we haven't. We don't... I haven't shown the numbers and I don't normally like to show the numbers. Well, I mean, that's where the... I think it's a good approach to show what costs what i mean you yeah. got, i mean you as an investor have to be you know you have to make a profit that's how it goes there a property especially a um rental property has to cash flow sometimes i give the numbers you know if i'm going to buy like a property for cash from a homeowner or something like that i like to give the numbers but in some in some cases i don't because i don't want to give them something to argue with me about I guess if I'm standing in front of you, we're going to make a deal right now. I'd probably go through my numbers with you. Yeah, what the rehab cost or the um, what the costs are you know, to fix it up. You were standing in this house. You agree it needs new carpet, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, so you agree with this carpet line item I have, you know? right? But when I'm going to like make this sort of estimate, which is all I've made now, is this estimate thing. Mm -hmm. Send it over to the agent. I figure like I feel like I'm just giving them ammo to argue against. You know, plumbing five thousand. I've got a guy who will do it for three thousand. Like, okay, awesome. You know, that's, where are we now? Do you want me to pay 2000 more for the property? Is that what you're saying? Right, yeah. And I, I can understand that. But at the same time, you don't, if they're not responding to your 90, but the, it just gives just cause for why you're offering 90. One good thing is that our lenders currently are telling us that rates are still low. They are really low. And, you know, 
I guess they're going to stay low for a while. And I think that's the anticipation. So that's really good. So which means you can buy more house. Yeah, you can buy more house. And I mean, everyone prefers a lower interest rate, of course. Right. And well, you can afford more house and you have more qualified buyers if you're selling your house. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that going into the winter market, people always kind of think, oh, I missed, I didn't quite get my house on the market this um, summer or fall, but I really think that it's a really good opportunity if you're still thinking about selling your house to still head down that road. So what should we do differently? Because we don't want to, we, we being the seller, because it's not so much, I guess it's still about curb appeal, but we just have to have a different kind of curb appeal. We're not going to have flowers right now. No, 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 no. But you, but there's other things that you can do. You can certainly paint the front door, make sure that the leaves are all raked up. You can clean the concrete, power wash. Yeah. So that it does have the Put best. Put mulch. To, yeah. yeah. So it does have the best, uh, most welcoming look that it can possibly have in the dead of winter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Clean your windows and everything like that. Yeah. Yes, the flowers are great, but that's not the thing that really makes it. I think if the door's um, dirty, the front door, the front porch, everything's all dirty and just aged, you can certainly create a new shiny appeal. People with- talk about spring cleaning, but what I, I've found is that this is one of the most t- enjoyable times of the year to be working on house projects, at least for me. It's kind of a little bit crisp in the air. I'm outside. I'm, I was outside this weekend like digging up flower beds and you know, just cleaning and kind of preparing the house for the winter. I, I really enjoy this time of year for that. Well, and I think it is a really good time to kind of prepare the house for the winter, right? Uh-huh. So clean it up, get it in shape so that it's less vulnerable throughout the for the winter months and comes out a little better on the end in spring. The house we live in now, now that we're thinking about it, I bought December 23rd, two years ago, and I got a hell of a deal on it. So maybe <laughs> you can't get a better deal than I don't know. There's every situation. Is that when right? the contract was or when you closed? That's when we closed. Interesting. Yeah. We closed on December 23rd and then we hosted a Christmas party two days later. It was. Really that might've been a little crazy. It was a little aggressive, <laughs> but it was good. A little wine always helps every situation. Did you just have blow up furniture? We. Are you camping chairs? Over, you know, you did. I, yeah. I, I mean, would have just said, bring your camping chairs. <laughs> We got a moving truck and moved a ton of stuff into the house. Yeah, that's way too much for Yeah. too quick of a turnaround. Yeah. So some of the questions that come up in the winter, if you're going to be listing your home, is can you still decorate for the holidays? Whatever religion you are or what it's, you know, how, I don't know, I guess Halloween's not really religious, but do you still decorate for the holidays? What do you think about that? I think so. I think that most people find holiday decorations very, so pretty and you know, if they're scraggly or, you know, like on the last leg, maybe you shouldn't put them up necessarily, but, or maybe you just don't go all out. So if you're one of those people who loves to decorate every little inch of your house with the holiday decorations, it, even if I would say go for the decorations, but the same still applies no matter when you put your house on the market, you can't have the clutter. So it can't be cluttered. Yeah. And the holiday decorations tend to be added to whatever you already have in place so So there's got to be somewhat of a compromise on that one we think it's okay to do some decoration but probably tailor it down from what you maybe generally would do and yeah some people really have a lot of you know christmas stuff and whatever and they should probably cut that down a little bit 
Yes. But yes, you can certainly decorate and uh, it can be really pretty and kind of make the home go up a notch or two, but you still have to address the clutter issue. So what are some um, things that people should do to prepare their house for the winter? I made my little post I make every year on Facebook the other day um, where I'm reminding people to disconnect their hoses. You know, there's a lot. I know I have a frost free um, hose bib. That's good. We still have to disconnect your hose. Yes. You just don't have to turn the water off inside necessarily. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so do you, are you the kind of person who puts like a tarp over their AC unit for the winter? Uh, no, I haven't, but that's funny you ask because I was just looking at, on Amazon, of course. Uh, so trying to purchase one because trying to keep it cleaner. I think, have you heard one way or the other? I feel like I've heard, you know, let it air out. No reason to trap the moisture, but then I feel like it does kind of protect it from all the debris. Yeah. I over. think you could put, I don't know why you're, what you're buying on Amazon, but I would just buy like a tarp, you know, and kind of. Oh, no, they're an AC cover, a le- yeah. legitimate AC yeah. cover. So if you buy a tarp, how do you hold it down? Do you just. Some rope or some bungee cord or something. Yeah, that looks so good. That, Definitely don't do that. <laughs> it doesn't look good. <laughs> no, no, no. It does not look no, good. No, no, no. I'm keeping debris out of the top. So all like the pine needles and stuff that fall. Yes. But then, you know, the sides or the kind of the bottom of the sides can still get some air. It's air ventilation. Yes. I thought I was like avoiding rust and stuff too, you know, so there's just not like snow sitting on it forever. Yes. I feel like but the same my way. method is not perfect because it does blow off if I don't um, tie it down enough or whatever. Uh, we would encourage people to, I guess, put away, you know, it's time to put away all your patio furniture. Should we clean out our gutters now? It'd probably be a good time to clean out the gutters. Clean up the yard. Just kind of prepare the house for winter. Um, take yeah. down your screens? Do you take down your screens? I don't. Way? I've never taken out my screens. I think that's weird. Okay. Then you have to put them back up. So one of the other things about you know the winter time and the winter market um, is that you can get cheaper contracting work. Yeah. Sometimes. So I think this is the low for most contractors. I, I'm already starting to get texts. Like, hey, do you have any any projects coming up? Really? Like anything going on? Um, so where everybody, especially if you're thinking about selling your house in the spring, now's the time to address those things that you're going to want to fix. Just because when come spring, it's excruciating to try and get somebody in there. And so we used to have a radio commercial for this, but what we really are encouraging people to do is simply have us over. Literally just call me or call Shannon and say, come on over and, you know, no charge, whatever. We'll come over and we'll talk through the projects that you're planning on doing. Yeah, create an action plan so that you can kind of work on it throughout the winter and address whatever it's going to need addressed. And instead of having pure chaos for like a month or several weeks of trying to get people in your house to fix things, you can kind of do it project by project. Shannon, just tell me your phone number real quick. 314-583-0070. Okay, because what like sometimes people have these ideas of what they need to do to prepare their house to sell and you would probably go, "Oh, don't do that." And we've talked about that, right? We've definitely talked about it a lot. And so the idea just call us, have us over is, is the easiest way I can say it and talk through the projects that you're planning on doing. And maybe you don't need to do them, or maybe there's other things that you do need to do that you're not thinking about. That's absolutely true. I I can certainly say that every time I've walked into a seller's home who, you know, pre-planning, they have one idea, and it usually goes a whole nother way. 
Yeah, and they might be planning on spending a bunch of money on something. They're like, uh-huh. don't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And okay. so we can, it does save you, I think, money to talk to a realtor beforehand to just get the plan in place. Okay. And have an idea of where you're going. Well, that's all I have for you today. We just kind of wanted to give this little winter market update. And thank you for listening. Please reach out if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover. Podcast at HermanLondon.com. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, follow us and share us on social media. Thanks for listening and take care.